Hello and welcome. It's 8 p.m. May the 9th, and my name is Kaziah, and with me is my co-host, Belthel, and we are coming to you from high atop a spire in Ice Crown. My hooves are freezing, and this is the Needs a Hug podcast. This is the Needs a Hug podcast. Do you need a hug? I need a hug. I need a hug. I need a hug. We need a hug. The last of the Scourge has shuffled off to wherever they go when they are eating the Arjun Tournament. We've lugged all this recording equipment up here, so let's do a podcast. So, Kaz, what are you up to this week? Well, this week, I haven't really done too much. I did a little bit on Kazaya, worked on um, a little more Battlegrounds, got to level 84 on my Druid, and just been all around, did the... The Children's Week's quest to get my pets. I got one more pet for the Veteran Nanny. Been working on that, so it'll be another year before I get the Veteran Nanny. And really just having the fun finishing up the uh, Children's Week stuff. It was pretty good. What have you been doing this week? Well, this week I've been doing a lot of guild maintenance, really. Um, finally got a lot of the ranks sorted out. This is one of the downsides of being a uh, guild master. Occasionally your week is usurped by doing things that you never thought you'd be doing within a video game, you know, like you know, upkeeping ranks and stuff. Um, also been trying to get some more of those troll dungeons out. Um, and I've gotten a few and gotten a couple of good drops, including a nice headpiece. But it's really been a quiet week, all told, since I've done children's week um completely on both of my tunes this holiday is nice and quiet for me um i did also uh pick up though um one of the new pets which is uh, scooter the snail and i got the last pet for both of my main tunes for the veteran nanny all right congrats Yes. Yeah, I know you've been really busy this week, like you said, with guild maintenance, and a lot of people don't realize how much behind-the-scenes stuff you have to do when you're a guild master. Yeah, guild mastering is not something I would really ever recommend to anybody. You've got to either have one of two things happen. Either you really want to do something different that nobody on your server is doing, like, I don't know, uh, RP battlegrounds or something or uh you somehow just end up with a random guild which is of course what happened to me and if you uh listened to last week's podcast you heard uh exige talk about how i ended up as guild master yep and we'll get a little bit more of what you've been doing with the guild stuff uh later in the podcast so let's move right on into the wow news for the week well, as you know, Children's Weeks just finished up, and they had a lot of new pets in Children's Week this year. They had Legs, the Friendstrider, uh, Scooter, the Snail. They had the Dalaran ones open up, too. I don't know. I can't remember if they had those last year. I don't think they yeah, did. We did have they them did? last year, but this is the first time you've been able to get both of them. The, both the Wolvar Pup and the Oracle Hatchling were available last year. I've managed now to get both of them on my Warlock, but I've only gotten the Oracle Hatchling on my Paladin. Where was I at last year? Man! Well, yeah, they, they were added just before 
Children's Week, there was almost no notice that they were coming. So a lot of people didn't get them, and the quests were actually bugged. I believe that I finished my Oracle quest on my Warlock almost three or four days after Children's Week ended, because up until recently, the whistles, the the orphan whistles, have been on a seven-day timer, whether Children's Week was on or not. So I was able to actually finish my quests with my orphan actually after the end of Children's Week because the whistle hadn't uh, despawned yet. Oh, you're lucky. Yeah, it was it was a mess last year in Dalaran, so I'm glad they finally got all that stuff sorted out, and now everybody can get those pets. That's cool. School of Hard Knocks, we did that on Friday. We'll talk about a little bit about that later in the show. That was a lot of fun. Preview for the 4.2 is up. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up in 4.2. You know, uh, whenever you run a podcast like we're running, uh, you always are basically looking ahead. You know, patch 4.1 dropped, what, a week and a bit ago? And we're already talking about 4.2. But, of course, the reason that we do this is because Blizzard keeps dropping such yummy, yummy content in front of us. For example, the um, previews of the Tier 12 armor sets. Now, I've been flipping through them, and I'm happy to say the Paladin one looks awesome with the one little thing that they uh, they stuck us in a skirt again. But uh, most of them actually look really cool. And to go with the Firelands theme, uh, everybody is sort of basically on fire in one way or another. Yeah, I've really noticed that. And I hate to say it, but in my opinion, they relatively all look the same, except for the headpiece. Yeah, they've... They are sort of uh, kind of samey. Similar uh, design, yeah. yeah. Similar color palettes. Well, that is to be expected with the... The color palette is to be expected with the Firelands being the yeah. expansion, that they're all going to sort of be fiery. Um, yeah. So you're going to get the browns and reds um, for the fire. But on the other hand, yeah, they could have mixed it up a little more. The only one that really got off lightly was the rogue. He's barely fiery at all. Yeah, he's afraid of dying too much anyways. Yeah, well, anybody who's raided with me knows that I just beacon the tank and heal the rogue because I don't know what it is, but they attract damage like it's nobody's business. (laughs) It seems like we always end up sacrificing one every time. Yeah, it's funny that way. Uh, <laughs> though one thing to note is if you look at the uh, the Tier 12 preview sets they've released, Blizzard is upkeeping their grand tradition of shafting the hunters on helms. Um, yeah. Last uh, set, it was the Amazing Fish Helm. This time, somebody has skinned Major Domo and stuck his head inside him. Because and put an eye patch on him. No, actually, in the Firelands, the new Major Domo has that eye patch. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, it does make the um, the rogue or the hunter helm look like a reject from a pirate movie, but it actually is true to the model uh, that you down to receive that helm. That's awesome. I see they still got the uh, big uh, wrestling championship belts. Yeah, there was actually uh, something in one of the blue posts recently about that. Somebody was asking, is there any way to get rid of the gigantic um, wrestling trophy belt? 
And it turns out that the reason that the wrestling belts are so prominent is it actually gives the texture artist somewhere to put textures. Because normal belts are so tiny that there's nowhere to actually put anything on them. So the texture artists get really snippy if they're not allowed to actually do any work on them. <laughs> I guess they have to have, their, have to have their 15 minutes of fame too, huh? Yeah. So we all have to look at the giant wrestling belt for a little while. Nice. They also got new mounts. Yeah, have you seen the new mounts? They are nice looking. Yeah, um, they are pretty badass, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking at these, and it's like, to get them, it's uh, Veteran of the Horde and Warbringer of the Horde and Veteran of the Alliance and Warbringer of the Alliance to get the, the mounts, respectively. And yeah. it's win 100 and 300 rated Battlegrounds. That I th- is I think hard. Needs a Hug is sitting at... Uh, Zero and twenty now, or zero and thirty? No, oh, no, we, no, we did win like a couple. Three. Okay, so three or and, so. Three and thirty, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it looks like I'm gonna have to really get into some hardcore PvP if I ever want to see these mounts. But wow, it it really looks like it might be worth it. They are awesome. I'll put the link in the show notes, and you guys have to go check it out. There's. The Horde one looks like a wolf, but he is literally plated in armor and has, like, rhino spikes up his head, and it's awesome. Yeah, and there's uh, four different colors. There's a red, a green, a purple, and just sort of a leather, you know, brownish color. And they have the uh, tabard pose, too. Yep. That is the new thing that they're really trying to do. Because they want to build guild loyalty and uh, faction loyalty... They're trying to put a lot more of these um, show-off-your-tabard-in-new-and-interesting-ways all through the game. The Alliance looks like they get a Warhorse, also plated in armor with spikes all over it. Um, kind of just looks like another horse with Jif and armor, but still, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I. Um, though one thing to note is the undead and night elf heads around the back of the mount. But other than that, you're right. It is just another horse mount. Now, you could say that the horde one is just another wolf mount, but they this is the first time we're getting the new wolf look uh, as opposed to the old one. The horse look really hasn't changed much. Now, are those the only new mounts that are coming? As far as I know, those are the only new mounts. Now, of course, this okay. is all previews. So it could change at any time. All right. Another nice new thing that's going to be added, uh, hopefully, at 4.2, is you can actually change your character location on the login screen. Like if you want so-and-so to be first, so-and-so to be second, so-and-so to be third, you can change those around instead of still being in order that you create them, which is really nice, I think. Yeah, I have quite a few alts I would like to move down to the bottom, and uh, I've actually got characters realistically at the two ends of the spectrum. I've got one who is in slot one, another one I think is in slot six. So it's always nice to sort of group up. For me, I'm going to group up all my high-level characters up near the top, and then sort of my alts and stuff that I only play a little bit down farther in the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So I see you have a note here for personal progression in Hydral. What is that? Yeah, that's actually a neat new thing that Blizzard is uh, doing in 4.2, as well as the actual raids that they're putting in. There is going to be a whole 
group of new daily quests, and I think there's about 60 of them that are going to be broken up into different chunks that will be available on different days. And what will happen is as you complete quests, you'll gain these new badges. And I don't know what they're called yet, Badge of the Flame or something like that. And you'll be able to put the Badge of the Flames towards new um, gear, and there's actually a new mount coming. But what will happen is you'll actually start growing a new um, world tree in Hydel. And the, as you spend more and more time doing the dailies, the tree will grow more and more, and it will be instanced for you. So you'll be able to see your tree, however far it's come. Other people, when they look at that location, will see their tree. And the more those quests you do, the more uh, green and wonderful you'll be able to bring back. And what they're really trying to do is give you the sense of being the great hero of Azeroth. The problem, of course, in any MMO is that you can't have one raid team down the big boss and then nobody else ever get to do it. That just doesn't work. So what they've done is they've used this phasing that they've really sort of gotten down to an art now, and they're allowing you to feel like I am the one changing the world. And that will mean that everybody will get that I am the one changing the world feeling. I have brought this wonderful thing back to Azeroth. So it's something I'm really excited to see. It's new single-player content in WoW, which is always exciting because it's something that everybody gets to do. You don't have to try and uh, collect together an entire raid team. And it will have real progression. You'll be able to have like sort of a concrete way of measuring how far in you are, how big the tree is. And if you do it all correctly, they're actually going to reward you with a new flying mount. So this, this is something that I'm really excited about, and it should be really cool. So they're bringing Farmville to Hydro, huh? Yes and no. You know, it's the WoW <laughs> version of Farmville, where uh, you go in and you slaughter the pigs and then, uh, you know, plant seeds from of a mystical nature. But, yeah, I'm sure uh, somebody uh, over at Blizzard is taking a look at that and looking at the success of things like Farmville and saying, you know what, we could do a little bit more of that in our game. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that they're bringing in some of these mini games with inside the game. It just makes it another aspect of the game where if you get bored with something, you can go do something else here for a little bit, just to just to for something else to do and relax you and get you settled to where when you go back to your content you were at, you're not burnt out. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. Speaking of mini-games within the game, um, I'm not sure everybody's done this yet, but there's actually a version of Plants vs. Zombies that is hidden in WoW. If you go and visit one, a uh, small shack just outside the Dalaran Crater in the Eastern Kingdoms, there is a guy who is having some serious problems with his garden. I hate that game. <laughs> and if you are able to play Plants vs. Zombies with him and stop all the, uh, what, what do they call it, uh, Flowers vs. Scourge, I think. Uh, and peace, please, please, peace, yeah. peace Bloom peace vs. Scourge. Scourge. Yeah, and if you're able to or actually com uh, complete the Peace Bloom vs. Ghouls uh, campaign, you can, you'll actually receive a pet which is the singing flower. And uh, as a little aside to that, the singing that the flower does is from the 
winning song, so the song that you get if you win Plants vs. Zombies, and they actually got the young lady who sang that song to come to Blizzard and record new clips from that song for the singing Sunflower to do. Yeah, that little thing is cool. And so when I have it ever out every once in a while, and I'll hear that, and I'll be I'll be looking around like, what is that? Yeah, where is that song coming from? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's awesome. So let's move into the guild news for the week. And guess what happened as of about an hour ago? What? We hit level twenty-two as a guild. Wow. Well, we do have a little problem with that, though. I think don't that we? we do. As far as the perk goes, we do. So what's the perk for 22? Well, level 22 earns us Chugalug, which gives us an extra hour on our guild cauldrons. Unfortunately, we haven't made enough flasks to do the, get the guild cauldrons yet. So now all we have to do is make enough flasks, flasks to get the guild cauldrons. So everyone don't buy flasks on the auction house. Get someone in the guild to make them. And we'll, that will definitely help our raise our numbers out. Up. Yeah, that's what I've been doing for a little while now. Um, I always, whenever I get low on flasks, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm burning through them pretty darn quick with all these new uh, Zool instances. The What I do is I go and farm up more mats, and then I take them and find out if uh, we've got an alchemist on, um, you know, somebody like Pomoria can make you a whole bunch of flasks. Um, I think my last chunk of flasks for him was about 15 of them, and that's about 60 Asher's Veil, 60 Twilight Jasmine, and 60 uh, Volatile Life, and then uh, 15 flasks, and he, or um, vials, I think they're called. And then he cooks me up the flasks, and I have more flasks for the rest of the week. So I would uh, I would encourage everybody, even if you're going to buy flasks, just buy the mats on the auction house and find uh, one of the alchemists in the guild. There's a bunch of them, and we can uh, we can all move towards getting those chuglugs because it would be really great to be able to go into raid and have a two hour flask instead of a one hour one. Yeah, it sure would. And if you want to find an, if there's an alchemist on, just go to your guild info tab and. Up at the top, there's a little drop-down box where you can click Professions, and you can click Online or Offline checkbox, and it'll show you who all's a alchemist and what level they are. So that way we can get those flasks made. I know I just uh, gave Pomoria like a whole stack of 150 volatile life to help out with this. So hopefully we can get those. I don't. I have no idea what what out of what we are as far as numbers-wise on it. I think we're just under halfway. That'd be real nice to have that before we hit 4.2. So we are 397 out of 1,000, so we have a long ways to go. Also, we had the Children's Week event we were talking about on Friday, the School of Hard Knocks. On Friday, our guild members went out and murdered the Alliance with reason. The School of Hard Knocks is probably one of the hardest of the year-long achievements that make up the meta achievement what a long strange trip it has been. The problem, of course, is that unlike other events, School of Hard Knocks require that you do a set of tasks while you have your orphan with you. The tasks are capture the flag in Eye of the Storm, assault a flag in Arathi Basin, assault a tower in Alterac Valley, and return a fallen flag in Warsong Gulch. 
Doing any of these reliably is hard at the best of times. Trying to do them with 10, 20, or even 40 people all rushing to do the same thing is almost impossible. That is where the guild comes in. This Friday, we bundled up together and managed to get a lot of people with their School of Hard Knocks achievement, which was very good. Yeah, I had a lot of problems getting that on my um, both my healer and on my Warlock. It, it was a real rough grind. I really wish at the time we had had uh, a good group to be able to go in and do that with. So I hear it went well. Yeah, it really did. Um, we had a little bit of trouble in Eye of the Storm. Uh, the Alliance were doing this exact same thing, and it almost got to be where we were trading back and forth for it. Um, they, We both stormed the flag. They got it first, and we got a second. They got a third. We got a fourth. So it kind of went back and forth, but we got everyone there the requirement in Eye of the Storm, which is real cool. Arathi Basin was relatively easy since there's like five different flags. So it's just kind of you just ride around till you hit one. Simple enough. Assault a Tower in Ultrak Valley was probably the hardest one. There was a couple people that didn't get it, I think, before the time ran out. Um, it was rough because there's only less than a handful of towers to get, and there's 40 people in that. Um, raid of a battleground. So that one was a rough one. Uh, I think one person got it that needed it. I think there was like three or four people that needed it, and one person got it out of our guild. So, yeah, that one was a rough one. Yeah, they always are. The Return of Fallen Flag in Warsaw and Gulch. Now, that one was pretty cool. Um, we had one alliance, basically, when we were in there the first time, Everyone stayed in our flag room except for one guy, and he ran out, and he was trying to go to the other side. Because, so we had all of those people, you know, nine other people trying to get the return flag. So it was pretty interesting. Um, what ended up happening was I went to the Alliance side to get their flag. And while I was there, one of the Alliance guys came over, grabbed our flag, walked it out about 10 steps, dropped it. So, of course, they returned it. And he went back, picked it up again, took it out about 10 steps, dropped it again. Nice. So, yeah, he, he was kind of helping him out there. Um, I think he ended up dying, but still uh, still helped out a lot. Um, I tried doing that on the Alliance side, but they didn't seem to really care. So, I ended yeah, up getting myrtleized. Yeah, those things only work when everybody is in agreement. All it takes is one uh, bad apple, and it becomes unplayable. Eh, it took about five bad apples on me, on me. So another thing. So so it was good, good all around fun. A lot of people got their achievement stuff, and it was just really pretty much a blast. We combined our our old school PVE weekend with our with a PVP weekend and just had a really good time. Awesome. And while you guys were doing that, I was working with the new looking for guild interface. Yes. Why don't you tell us about that mess? I mean, um nice system. <laughs> well, it wasn't actually that bad. We this week we enabled the looking for guild options and we have had a massive response. We've had new people applying from all over. So I wanted to give people an idea of what's actually going along. Um, 
if you've ever looked at the looking for guild interface, now a lot of people who are in our guild maybe haven't looked at it yet. You can look at it by typing slash GF um, for guild finder and it will pop up and you can take a look. But basically what I do is I check a lot of little checkboxes um, that say things like I'm we're available weekdays and weekends, um, what particular things that we do as a guild like PvE, PvP, role-playing, leveling, all those fun things. Um, along with all those little checkboxes, there is also a 255 character block that you can put a message in that really the only thing that actually differentiates you other than your name and guild level from the other guilds. Now currently our message reads this. Why not join Needs a Hug? We have 14 bank tabs, our tabard gives you plus 400 stamina, our guild name improves our sex appeal, and our recruitment messages lie outrageously. <laughs> you may recognize this as a slight deviation from one of the original recording messages, recruiting messages that Exceed used and that picked up people that we really enjoy having in our uh, guild now, like Rhea. Um, yeah. this message is pulling us about five to 10 recruits per day. So once they apply, I look at the message that they've sent back. The first thing we do is if they don't put anything in the request window, we just knock them out right away. If you can't even bother to come up with something silly to say, you're probably not the type of person we want in the guild. The more fun the message is, the better the chances that we will grab them. So once, uh, we've done that one or I have one. Uh, either me or one of the officers will contact them. And then we try and get sort of a sense for who the person is. We fill them in on what the guild was like, uh, and if they are still interested, and if we think that they'll be a good fit for the join, a uh, good fit for the guild, we'll get them to join. Now, uh, unfortunately, this is never foolproof, and so we get a lot of chaff with the weed. We get uh, people that uh, <clears throat> get in the guild and really shouldn't. Um, so, one big thing for all the huggers out there, if someone is awesome, or if someone is giving us a real problem, let an officer know as soon as possible. We really uh, have worked hard to try and keep our guild as awesome as it is, and we don't want to ruin it with strange and wonderful people. So, Or strange and not wonderful people. So, if you're having good experiences or bad experiences with a new guildie, please, please, please let us know. And, as well, if you're having problems or find a old guildie awesome, please let us know too. We need to know everything. You know, we're not omnipotent as much as uh, everybody would like to think we are. Yeah, so we can reach us uh, really easily too. Just send us an in-game mail. Go to go to our website. Send us a post, a mail post on our website, a private message on the website too. I mean, it's we can be reached. It's not not that hard if you're looking for us. And if for some reason uh, none of us are on, and you want it, there's an assistant on. Assistants can always get a hold of us. So if there's something that needs to be dealt with in a timely manner, and you don't see an officer or myself as the guildmaster online, uh, just get a hold of an assistant, and they can find us. All right. Well, what's we got coming up? We have the Friday night fights this Friday. Uh, what our Friday night fights is, we group up and try to do rated battlegrounds. We usually try to get ten people, 
And we've been struggling here and there. We've done it a couple times. It's usually a lot of fun. We don't always win, but we usually have a blast. We usually get all get on Mumble, our new nice shiny new Mumble server, uh, and just cut it up as we're knocking down heads. But yeah, this Friday, if you want to come out, have to be level 85. Gear requirement as as long as you have our tabard on. That's all I care about. Um, other than that, just come out and have a good time Friday, and we'll uh, we'll start winning some matches towards that new mount that's going to come out in 4.2. Ooh, that sounds awesome. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. What else do we have coming up? Well, the Friday after that, um, we're go going to do Nax. And for those people who don't know, the Dread Fortress Naxxramas is one of the ancient temples of the Nerubian people, torn from the ground by the Lich King and retooled by the mad architect Obram the Traveler. It now floats above Dragon Blight, serving as a staging point for the tattered forces of the Lich King. Fortunately for us, while we've all been leveling to 85, they're still trying to figure out why the Lich King isn't answering his phone. So, since they aren't expecting anything, it's time to beat them up and take their achievements. So, sign up next Friday on the 20th for the social event, and we can show these deadheads what we can do. Now, can you really call it Nerubian people? Well, the Nerubian peoples, you can call them that. Um, I thought the, they were spiders. They are. To, here, here's the fun part. Technically, <laughs> technically, they're a species called the Akir. Uh, and the Akir uh, were actually developed by the old god Cthun from the Sithlids that you see uh, scrabbling around in Teneris and Unguro and uh, that area. And he created a servitor race called the Akir. And now the Akir and the Trolls had some serious fight going on. In fact, the Trolls won over the Akir, but it cost them so much that they actually split up. And that's why we have all these different trolls um, clans around, like the Dark Spears um, and the other guys, instead of one gigantic troll empire. So they were broken apart. The They had finally beaten up the Ankaraji. And then, of course, um, there was some bad things that happened. And a sundering happened. The first cataclysm, if you will, that cataclysm broke apart the world and pushed the northern Akir um, into what has become now Northrend. And whereas the southern Akir uh, were able to stay above ground because it was so nice and warm, the northern Akir were forced underground. And they built up a quite a scholarly civilization that um, focused on knowledge and poetry and art right up until the Lich King wandered in and tried to kill them all. Um, the problem with that is unlike all of the normal peoples, the, uh, the Akir physiology, because it had already been messed with by an old god, can't actually be corrupted by the original plague. So that started the War of the Spiders, where the Lich King had to physically kill every uh, Nerubian he could get his hands on and then raise them as undeads because he couldn't just kill them off with the plague. Unfortunately, that basically shattered their society. 
And if you remember doing Lich King dungeons, uh, if you did the um, old Nerubian city underneath... The old kingdom? Yeah, the old kingdom. Uncahet, the old kingdom. Um, If you looked far in the distance, you could see the remains of their civilization off to the left and to the right whenever you went through there. And unfortunately, they're um, kind of the reason that we have those faceless ones that are wandering around because to try and get away from the Lich King, they dug deeper and deeper into the earth and eventually ran across the uh, faceless ones who were one of the old gods' uh, earlier attempts at making a servitor race that didn't work so well and was they were actually imprisoned under the earth because they were so nasty and bad. And, of course, they let them out, and that was not good. So... I would definitely be able, I'd feel comfortable calling them a peoples, but they are definitely not people. (laughs) (laughs) Thus endeth the lesson for the day. Nice. Well, we don't have any questions this week. We're still waiting for your questions. If you want to send us a question, all you have to do is send it to needsahug at live.com. We'll get your question answered. Whether it's what you want to hear or not. <laughs> well, let's see what's on our uh, Say It Don't Spray It box. Oh, we got a couple from Mukhtar. Mukhtar writes, Is your raid dying because your druid tank is busy scratching himself in a corner? Try new Flea Be Gone. The latest in goblin engineering will remove fleas, ticks, and other nuisance parasites. Order now and get a free bottle of Odor Away, which quickly removes unsightly stains that druids often leave on carpets. (laughs) He goes on to write, But that's not all. Order in the next five minutes and we'll throw in a special flea-begone collar, chew toy, and matching booties. Your druid will be itch-free and tanking in style. He'll be the envy of all the hunter pets in the raid. And Halimony wrote, he will soon be a hunter pet if those booties are as stylish as they sound. Halimony also writes, Oh, and you forgot about the Luterang. And that's all we have in our Say It Don't Spray It box. If you want to leave a message in our say in our shout box, all you have to do is go to needsahug.guildzilla.com, sign up to be a member, and with that, you can get access to leave a message and say it don't spray a box, and we'll read that on the air. That was pretty funny. Thank you, Mukhtar, for the nice Flea Be Gone commercial. I know one druid tank that definitely needs it. <clears throat> I mean, no, that might want it. <clears throat> well, it looks like those undead have realized that we're here, so I think it's time to get off this fire. You're right, guys. I'll grab the recorder, you grab the mics. All right, good night, folks. Good night.